With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Thank you for joining us on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. From the Cavaliers Radio Production Studios at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in downtown Cleveland. Hi again, everybody, and welcome to the show. And it's great to be back in Northeast Ohio. Jim Jones, boy, we've got a packed show for this Tuesday night, we're going to hear from Cavalier legend Larry Nance Sr., the head coach of the Cleveland Charge, as they open up their season on Saturday. Dan Giroux will join us, and yeah, we're going to have a look back at this five-game road swing just concluded with the Cavs coming back home 3-2 and two on the trip and 4-4 four and four overall. Well, we're going to be waving some banners, Tim, because I remember so many of these road trips. Talk to Mike Snyder where they were like going into a black hole, you know, and not coming out with any victories. But uh, there were so many things going against us. The youth of this team, the new lineup, the new philosophy as far as the offensive side and the defensive side was enhanced. But just the idea of having to put that out in a competitive nature early in the season against five playoff teams, the odds were against us. That just shows you the magnitude of how these kids play. To go 3-2 and two is incredible. Now the league is looking at Cleveland. Well, when we come back, we'll look back on that five-game road swing that the Cavs just concluded and went 3-2 and two on. So stay with us, Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. in the lane, bounces it down low to Markin, bang, no, there's Allen with another stuff. As he followed the miss, Jared Allen has come to play tonight. Left side, Rubio, three, short, Mobley with the rebound, stopped it home, Southpaw! Oh, Evan Mobley went with the left hand and jammed it, and the Cavs are back to a 10-point lead. Markin, left side, three, good! Oh, what a huge Huge shot from Lowry Marketing. The lead is back to 10. Out of a timeout, Tim. That's a confidence builder. Welcome back. Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones. What would we do without the dynamic duo? On the other side of the window of Marty Allen and Kurt McLaughlin. 
Those highlights from last night's win in Charlotte as the Cavs beat the Hornets 113-110 to to wrap up a grueling five-game road swing in four different cities. And the Cavs went 3-2 and on that trip, Jim. Who would have ever thought the Cavaliers going up against five playoff teams uh, would get off the plane late Monday night with a winning record after that five-game trip when they go 3-2? and Well, Tim, we didn't know what we had. You know, uh, now we see the potential, and we still don't know what we have. <laughs> you know, because uh, there's so much growth. You know, they just keep expanding, and their ability to get better every game was crucial. I couldn't believe that they gained from the first game they played against Denver to the last game against Charlotte. You and I both sat there looking at each other. They've gotten better. Oh, absolutely. They really did get better. You alluded to the very first game of the trip. We thought it would be kind of fun to go back and just look at the five games uh, one by one. And it all started out in Denver. And the Cavaliers, after trailing 7-6 to six in the first quarter, would never trail again in the ball game. And they go on to win 99-87. to 87. And, of course, uh, one of the guys that came through out in Denver was this terrific rookie by the name of Evan Mobley. Cavaliers leading by 12. Sexton out front, feeds left wing to Garland. DG, foul line floater, left it short, got it back, tipped it to Mobley, spins away from Jokic and laid it in. Evan Mobley with the moxie against the MVP. 87-73. Cavs by 14. Yeah, the trip started off in great fashion with that win over the Nuggets. And not only Mobley, Jim, but... Boy, what a game Jared Allen had against Nikola Jokic. Jared Allen in the first game of the trip, a 21-point, 16-rebound performance against the MVP. I thought he outplayed Jokic. You know, based upon the way they play Jokic and his usage, he's going to touch the ball every time down the floor, so he's always a scoring threat. But if you look at the way Jared Allen played him and then what his contribution was, I honestly believe he outplayed him. So that had to be a confidence builder. And Tim, is the first game of a five-game, and you're going to need that confidence as fatigue sets in game in and game out. I just thought he handled uh, big Jokic beautifully. Oh, I thought he played so well. You're exactly right. So the Cavs now with some momentum after winning that opening game of the trip, and they take a two-game winning streak overall down to Los Angeles for – Two games in L.A. It started on Wednesday night against the Clippers. And again, Cavaliers play very, very well. 92-79, they knock off Los Angeles. And boy, what a huge night it was for one Colin Sexton. And he had an end-of-the-year highlight film material slam as he just went up and crushed Batum. Kennard drives underneath the basket, hits the brakes. His pass stolen by Marketing, feeds it down the floor to Sexton. Sexton drives, stuffed Ooh. it home over Batum. Wow. Sexton just posterized Batum. Wow. Wow on the pow. Oh my. <laughs> That's all we could say, Jim, was wow, because it just, it, 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 you can hear the buzz in the crowd on the highlight right there. What a play by Colin Sexton. You couldn't see it coming, and I've been dunked on like that before, where a guy's driving hard to the basket, but he gives no inclination of taking that last step, that last broad jump step. And Sexton jumped quicker than him. He didn't jump that high because at first I didn't think, he, did he dunk that? And he did dunk the ball. 
But uh, that's what you get from sex. And you're going to get a lot of competitive attitude. You're going to get a young guy who, who's, when he's at his best, can score with 90% of the guys in our league. And I'm telling you, he was magnificent that night. So the Cavaliers, now they've won two in a row on the trip, three in a row overall. And what awaits them? Well, the Lakers on Friday night. And this was a ball game that really the Cavaliers were in control They had a lead late in the second quarter of play. L.A. made a run, and all of a sudden you could see the tide beginning to turn, and in the end, the Lakers win it 113-101. to But, uh, Jim, that was a gritty effort by the Cavs in L.A. again for the Laker ball game. Well, it was all about experience. You know, it was about an experienced Laker team who was struggling to find themselves with all the new additions, especially Westbrook trying to find himself. But they didn't know where they were at. You know, they had just come off a loss where they had like a 25-plus lead going into the second half, and uh, they ended up losing that game. So they didn't know where they were. But like most teams, everybody comes back from illness or sickness or injury against the Cavaliers, and this game was no different. LeBron James comes in there. He stabilizes the team. He controls the fourth quarter for them, and they end up winning that game. But it was Darius Garland that gave the Cavs a lead in that fourth quarter of play. Sexton on the right side against Reeves. Sexton into the lane. Out front, D.G. Fakes the three. Shoots the three. Good! D.G. gives the Cavs a one-point lead. Garland with his third bomb of the night. 91-90. The Cavs aren't going away. Well, as Jim said, L.A., though, with all that experience and certainly their uh, their toughness down the stretch, gets the win. And then on Saturday night, the Cavs go to Phoenix. And, Jim, this was just one of those games schedule-wise. You looked at it and you go, wow, this is going to be difficult. The Cavs did have a 14-point lead in the first half, but uh, I think heavy legs and fatigue got the best of them. But, boy, a real bright spot in that game. Maybe uh, JB found something off that Cavalier bench. Jetty Osmond dialed up six long balls. Here's Jetty Osmond. Long three. He hit it from the top of the three-point arc. Jetty Osmond with two bombs, and the Cavs now up by a dozen. Yeah, now Jetty with those six threes, Jim, and all of a sudden uh, he's feeling pretty confident. Tim, he should feel confident because for the first time since he's been a Cavalier, he does, you know, we used to force feed him playing against tier one players. And most of the time he was matched up against an all-star, you know, that's just not going to get it because he, you know, here's a young guy trying to find himself and he's being overmatched every night. We even had him some nights playing against power forwards, you know, but now I told him uh, when the season started, I said, now you're going to get an opportunity to play against guys that you can physically match up with. And uh, that's what's happened. You know, when he comes off the bench, he's playing against second-tier players. You know, he's had the experience of being a starter, and he can make outside shots. He's improved his outside shooting. And, Tim, uh, he has a chance to sit there and watch the game and know where the flow is going and the opportunities. And he's become a smarter player, and he gave us a huge lift that game. Yeah, he sure did. And, of course, he carried it into last night where he hit four more three balls against Charlotte as the Cavs wrapped up the trip. But the Cavs last night were led by Jared Allen. Dominant performance from the big guy, 24.16 rebounds. Rozier into the lane, tried to pass it, out of there with it, marketing, marketing on the break. Fires right side to Garland, tracks it down in the corner, whipped it underneath. Mobley to Allen, there's another power dunk. 
and this big front line making the difference against small ball. Oh, my, they indeed did. And, Jim, that wraps up the trip. The Cavs beat the Hornets 113-110 to to go 3-2. and two. As I mentioned last night at the end of the broadcast, first time since January of 16 that the Cavs have gone on a road trip of five games or more and come back home with a winning record. Well, the unique thing about the whole small ball concept is that when Steve Kerr and other teams, and even way back when Don Nelson was coaching the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, teams were not prepared for it. So it went untouched for two or three years, and that's the advantage that the Warriors had over the rest of the league because they were looking more so for shooters and guys that could play multiple positions that had length. But as the time wore on, we I bet you 60% or 70% of our league has a small ball roster that they can take their bigs out and put in smaller guys who play big and have length. There were situations where they're facing our huge front line. They can't match the physical matchup. Now, if those guys don't have a skill set where they can score, then the advantage goes to small ball. But JB has designed an offense that whenever we play five on five and we're in a half court situation, you know, we want to take advantage of our size differential because those guys can all score. And that's the advantage we have over most teams. When most teams look down their bench, they can't physically match up. So they go to the traditional small ball thinking that'll win the game. But then uh, all of a sudden the game slows down and we take advantage of our size because our three bigs are very skilled. Oh, great stuff, Jim. All right, we've got to take a timeout. Waiting in the wings. Waiting to settle into the legend's chair is a Cavalier legend, Larry Nance Sr. We'll talk to the great number 22 following this timeout on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Seven on the clock. Elo, left side hot rod. In the corner, Nance from 20. Good! with 26. Right side to Nance. Nance to the line, to the lane. Goes in on Bolden. Wham with the left hand. Wilkins left side comes into the lane. Up to the right hand. Blocked by Nance. That's 10 blocks. 10 block shots for Larry Nance. And that is a team record. Jackson drives into the middle. Puts up a shot. Blocked by Nance. That's 11. Oh, the incomparable Joe Tate talking about the legendary Larry Nance, as we welcome you back to Cavs HQ. It's presented by Betway. Great montage there, put together by the dynamic duo, Kurt McLaughlin and Marty Allen on the other side of the window. And we mentioned the legendary Larry Nance. He is now joining us for the second time in the Legends Chair on Cavs HQ. Larry, welcome back. Great to have you. And, boy, I'm sure those highlights from uh, the late, great Joe Tate uh, bring back a lot of great memories for you. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's nobody better than Joe Tate, and uh, the way he explained stuff was uh, everybody understood. I mean, my favorite, though, is when he's saying, Nance gobbled up whatever I did, and Casey Marie, he's coming home. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, Joe had a way of spinning a phrase that nobody else could do. It was just magical. Oh, yeah. Just no magical. No doubt about it. Well, again, your second time joining uh, yours truly and Jim Jones, we really appreciate it. And we want to start off by saying and start our conversation uh, by congratulating you. Uh, last month, you and several others, including the Big Z's, Adrunas Agauskas, and inducted 
into the Greater Cleveland Sports Hall of Fame. Just your thoughts on that and what it means to you and obviously uh, the Nance family. It's just awesome and cool. Everybody was there and they inducted me. And we, we've, we've been here. We love this place. We love the fans. And obviously, all that's true because we proved it by raising our kids here. And, uh, you know, once once we got past the first couple of games, when I first came here of, of losing, everything had been peaches and cream since then because it's just a wonderful place to be. And it's just cool that they uh, – honored me and uh i would always treasure that and and i'm exactly where i want to be play with the team i wanted to play on and uh i've got a pretty darn good life you know larry uh you know we know about uh about larry jr but uh you once told me that you thought pete had had a better skill set than even larry talk a little bit about pete yeah pete is um he is skilled i mean he can just he can shoot He's got the right mindset to shoot. It doesn't doesn't necessarily bother him like it does me and Larry when we miss two or three in a row. Me and Larry are kind of shut down to go do something else. But uh, Pete, you know, he's got that mindset. He can shoot. He can dribble. Um, shouldn't have no weakness. He's 6'11 and can kind of do everything. And, uh, wow. you know, hopefully he'll get a chance to show that this year. So the the problem with that sometimes is when you can do everything, they're just not exactly sure where to put you. So, but uh, hopefully Pete will make his adjustments and do what he has to do, and uh, hopefully he get an opportunity to one day play against Larry. That'd be awesome. Yes, it would. Now, Larry, for our listeners and for fans uh, that don't know where Pete is and where he's playing, uh, give everybody that's listening tonight a quick update. Yeah, he's at Northwestern. Uh, this is his fourth year so he's a senior but because of COVID he can have another year if he need it fingers crossed he won't need it but uh he's at Northwestern what a great school he's going to graduate on time that's that's something to be really proud of to go to a school like that and graduate on time and uh you know so he's in that's the Big Ten so it'll be a lot of good games and a lot of games on TV for people to see this year and uh hopefully Peter lead that team and they should be pretty good this year. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations to you, obviously, because that's a, that's a sign of great parenting and a, a great relationship with the family to have that type of success at the collegiate level. So hats off to you, Larry. I, I want to circle back to your Hall of Fame induction because, obviously, uh, your time here in Cleveland was so remarkable and your number hangs in the rafters at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse for a reason. Of course, uh, your fame was made uh, not here, but down at the Richfield Coliseum. But are there moments, Larry, or are there games that really stand out to you as far as your time with the Cavs? Well, first of all, that old Coliseum is hard to beat, man. That place seemed like to me I can drive by there to get me some ice cream right down there from the <laughs> ice cream place. And I, can, <laughs> and I can hear people screaming, man. That place was awesome. But... <laughs> You know, we had uh, we had so many great games. Those you know, people were so loud. But the the one where Craig Elo made the big shot on Utah was it's, it's kind of my yes. favorite because I had just made a big mistake right before that. So <laughs> Craig, <laughs> it's, it's always good when somebody clean up your mistakes. So that's why Craig has always got a space, a place in my heart because of that. But that that was a good game and. Uh, Man, some of those games against Boston and then that, uh, that whole series with uh, the Nets when Derek Coleman was really a handful to deal with. Man, 
And uh, so we, we just had so many great games there. By the way, that game against Utah with Elo, another one of Joe Tate's legendary calls. Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus, and he comes from <laughs> Lubbock, Texas. I, I think Joe would, Joe would even say that was probably his most famous call uh, as the voice of the Cavs. Jim? You know, a lot of times, Larry, you know, players, once they quit playing, they don't see each other. But I've noticed a distinct bond, especially between you and Hot Rod. I know you were best friends. But even with uh, Mark Price and Brad, you guys are awfully close, aren't you? Oh, yeah. We still talk. I call Brad about stuff. I call Mark. I call Mark all the time. We talk. And uh, it's just that bond we had on the court, the way we – I don't know how we were lucky enough to – it's hard to explain what we did, but we all just played so unselfish and could almost read each other's minds. And it's so much fun when Mark comes to town right now. We'll go have uh, lunch or get together. And uh, same thing with Brad. We're always laughing about something. And if Hot Rod was living, uh, he definitely came up here every year. Sometime I went down there in, in, in New Orleans. So, uh, yeah, we had a special bond, special team. And, you know, unfortunately we didn't win a championship, but I – I'd rather not have a championship or win with the team I had. I just love those guys so much. Larry, when you were acquired by the Cavs from Phoenix, uh, everybody knew in the NBA, boy, the Cavs had this young group uh, and a veteran maybe could push them over the top. Is that how you looked at it? Like, man, I can come in here and really help the guys like Price and Doherty and Hot Rod. I can get them to another level? Well, uh, not not exactly because I didn't – I didn't quite know. I I knew they was a good team, but I had to get past I had to get past the fact that I didn't really care for Hot Rod too much. <laughs> so um, we used to have battles, and, and and he just wasn't one of my favorite people. So when I came here, I had to get past that, and uh, didn't really know a lot about him. I just came in and hung around those guys, and, and then you just trying to figure it out on the fly, and then it just kind of. It was getting better and better, easier and easier. Obviously, I fell in love with High Rod because we became best friends. Yep. And uh, these guys, in the way, you know, our coach coached us, it was just good basketball. And and uh, I fit right in with that because I, I don't mind sharing the ball. Nobody on our team minds sharing the ball. And uh, that whole combination uh, added up to a lot of wins and a lot of people enjoy watching them team play. Oh, so much fun to watch. And as you said, uh Joe Tate with the call if folks were listening on the radio. We're going to take a quick time out when we come back. Well, Larry's talked about that big three that he played with. Larry Nance, Brad Doherty, Hot Rod Williams. Well, the Cavs now have a big three on the front line that we want to get Larry's take on. So stay with us. Larry Nance, our guest on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. On Wednesday, October 27th, the Cavaliers teamed up with First Energy to host a dance clinic for the children of the Boys and Girls Club Broadway location. Screen team members Sprint and Antonio led the clinic, which helped the children learn new dance moves and incorporate movement into their day. Cavs in the Community, brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be back with more Cavs HQ presented by Betway right after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network.
Wheelow looking, looking, fires to Doherty, back to Wheelow, the three in the air, and good! He won it! Wheelow hit a three-pointer on the sidelines at the buzzer! Yes, Virginia, there is a Santa Claus, and he comes from Lubbock, Texas. See, that's how good the dynamic duo of Kurt McLaughlin and Marty Allen are. We make a, a quick reference to one of Joe Tate's legendary call, if not one of his greatest calls, as the voice of the Cavs. And bam, Larry, we come right out into the next segment. So that was one of your all-time favorite moments at the Coliseum. That was it, man. I had just, uh, on the other end, they had just ran a play and got the ball right up under the basket and scored, and that was right in front of me. And, man, I... I don't mind making mistakes offensively, but defensively just bothers the heck out of me. Well, Elo bailed you out, my friend. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, I call Craig 003, man. He is he is not afraid of anything. He'll take a take on any challenge. So. If anybody going to make it, he'll be the one that would do it. So it was just a uh, way to bail me out in 003. Oh, that's awesome. We're talking to Larry Nance Sr. And, Larry, I referenced the, the big three on the front line when you were down at that Coliseum with you and Hot Rod and Brad Doherty and, of course, uh, the current big three lineup that, of course, J.B. Bickerstaff has put out there with Jared Allen, Lowry Marketing, and, of course, this outstanding rookie in Evan Mobley. Jim, I know you love this big three concept, so I'm going to let you ask Larry about it to start things off. Yeah, to start it out with, I just want to add one thing, and then we can talk about the whole concept of that. But Larry, and I'm sure you would agree that Mobley makes that work. He makes that that whole big three lineup work. Would you agree? I do agree. He can do so many things. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what the stats are on their defense but i bet many people not scoring inside but uh yeah he he's he's so uh mobile that he can just do a lot of things and uh he, it's fun to watch him play how do you stay out of each other's way because that's what they're going through right now larry you know sometimes they block themselves out they block each other out and all of them end up missing the shot or they miss a rebound because i was waiting on you to do it uh, do you have to define roles in a situation like that when you got three outstanding bigs who are that skilled um, well, it just it's just communicating a little bit more. I mean, they, talking on the floor is one of the most powerful things that a lot of teams can't figure out how to do. So if they would just talk to each other more and uh, those things will work their way out. Like, you know, again, Hot Rod and I, Hot Rod would cover my back and I could cover his back just by watch. I could watch him. As soon as I see him move toward the ball, I would go do something else. And that's all they got to do because one of them got to react first. You know, they got to either communicate or watch each other because one got to react first. And then as soon as you see him, you let him have it and you go do something else like box out his man or be ready for the next pass. And now the more they play together, the the more that will come around. they're, They're pretty young right now. They'll figure that out. Again, Cavaliers legend Larry Nance Sr., our guest on Cavs HQ, as Larry has settled in once again very comfortably in the legend's chair. And, Larry, continuing the the comparison or the analogy of the big three currently comprising the Cavs' front line to when you were playing, now the game is different. I understand that. It's totally different with analytics and the three ball. But uh, what JB's doing with this front line uh, is real different different to what the NBA currently plays as far as a style. When Lenny had the big three with you and Brad and Hot Rod, 
Uh, was it different even back then as well? Uh, yeah, we was. Uh, I, I think it was some other teams that had big guys, but not quite as big as us. And, uh, you know, the thing with this team today, they do have a three-shooter on there that can step out a little bit and not make it so crowded in there. But me, Brad, and Hot Rod, we was uh, all in that lane working together, and it, it, it made it work. Uh, but, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know what we would do. We, I hope they're successful because I want to see the game come back to bigs. So I'm really happy that the Cavs are playing with such bigs and it's working because, man, I would like to see the game come back instead of a bunch of small guys out there jacking up threes. But uh, we'll see what happens. I think right now it's going to come back that way, and I'll be happy to see it. Great stuff. Well, you know, Larry, I always thought that when you guys – remember, I did those games – it wasn't a slowdown game. You know, you guys were so athletic. You could get up and down the floor and still play with a fast pace. And uh, and just your passing, I thought you were exceptionally passing. All three of you guys were grounded on the defensive level. That's a unique position. I think it took JB a lot of guts to to really make that lineup work, to even put those three guys out there. But I always thought that the, the guy that makes it work is Mobley, Mobley and his flexibility. He reminds me so much of you. The only thing he doesn't have, he doesn't have that automatic jump shot. But he's defensive-minded like you, Larry. That right there wins a lot of games. And just think about what you're saying. He doesn't have that jump shot yet is the key because he's out, when I came in the league, I didn't have it either. But he, he can oh, shoot way okay. better than me. When I came in the league, and, uh, and you know, all he got to do is just – this is just filling out period, man. Once he figure out what he need to work on, it's not a – it's just a short amount of time for that come around. So that shot of his is going to – it's going to go in. It's going to be real consistent, and that's going to help open up that middle a little bit more. And this, you know, I, I, I love watching them play because they're just doing a lot of good stuff. Whether they win or lose, it's a lot of good stuff, and it, as they – as the season go on and as years go on, it's just going to get better and better. Thanks, JV, for putting that together because, man, it took a lot of you-know-what to uh, to do yeah, that because that's right. not the way the league is going right now. I'll tell you what, Larry, uh, the one thing that I think Jared Allen and Evan Mobley have in common with you, similar to you, they block shots. And that gets offenses thinking when they take that ball into the paint. Yeah, and that allow, that allow the other guys to get up and guard that men and take away some of those threes, send them inside to those two big boys, and they'll take care of it. And, and uh, man, it's a, good, it's a good idea, and it's a good thing they're doing because it's just – I am personally happy to see it, our, our inside team, because I think I've talked to Chones and Camp and him about, do you ever think the, the game will come back inside a little bit more? And uh, those guys are protecting the inside, and the other guys are guarding the outside. It'll uh, be a tough team to deal with. Well, it sounds like it has the Larry Nance Sr. seal of approval as far as the big three is concerned. That's awesome. Hey, Absolutely. Larry, Absolutely. before we let you go, uh, obviously tomorrow night's going to be special. Uh, Larry Jr. comes back in a Portland uniform, but uh, what he and you and the Nance family means to Cleveland, I'm sure he's going to get a rousing ovation, not only for his play on the floor, but everything he did in the community off the floor. Uh that's a special night uh, when you kind of go back to a place that really loves you, isn't it? Absolutely. He's looking forward to it. Uh, that, that is one kid that loves home, man. And he loves the Cleveland Cavaliers and, and the, the Cleveland teams. And, uh, you know, he'll be back here tomorrow and, and trying to do his thing, and we'll see what happens. But, uh, yeah, he'll be glad to see everybody. And, 
We'll see what happens. By the way, I looked up before we closed. I looked up your first game back in Phoenix following the trade to the Cavaliers. Now, it didn't happen the season you were traded. The Cavs had already played in Phoenix. But the next season, your first game back, you went for 28 points, 13 rebounds, three block shots. (laughs) (laughs) See what they're missing? (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, that's my teammates. We we all they they say we got to win this game for Larry because I wanted that game so bad I was, and I think I had so much energy that I only had six points at halftime man I could, and uh, then I'm like all right we got to get myself together and then we then we went on to win that game and that was a that was a big win for me that was one of my favorite wins ever but my teammates stepped up and 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 brought the game with me. Yeah, it was good. Twenty-eight, thirteen, and three. I think you got your stuff together, Larry. I think that went pretty well. <laughs> hey, this has been a blast. Uh, your second time around, as far as the Legends Chair, just as good as the first. We really appreciate it, and uh, at Anytime, some point, we're going to call you back. Absolutely, I'll be here. Sounds great. Thank Thanks, you, Larry. Larry. So, thank you very much. All right. Talk oh. to you guys later. All right, Larry. Great conversation. A lot of fun. Larry Nance Sr. sitting in the Legends Chair. Joining us on Cavs HQ on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Oh, we welcome you back. Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Tim Elkhorn, along with Jim Jones, and of course the dynamic duo on the other side of the window, Kurt McLaughlin, Marty Allen. Yeah, Cleveland rocking right now as far as the basketball world is concerned. Cavaliers coming off a 3-2 and two road trip, 4-4 four and four overall. Portland in town tomorrow night. And then, yes, Cleveland rocks in the G League as the Cleveland Charge get ready to open up their season as they will be playing on Saturday night at the Wolstein Center right down the street. And the guy that will be guiding the charge this year when they make their debut in Cleveland now joins us, Dan Giroux, our guest on Cavs HQ. Coach, great to have you with us. Oh, man, great to be here. Like I said, anything for you guys, man, Tim and Jonesy. I miss you guys. Miss you guys on the road with the Cavs, I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, before we talk about the charge, and we're going to talk a lot about the charge because uh, I know the whole organization is excited to have you guys downtown. Uh, they're coming off this 3-2 and two road trip, and, of course, 4-4 four and four overall, and you spent yeah. all preseason with the Cavs. Uh, how exciting was that to watch? Or, or maybe listen to on the radio with Jim and I. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys are great. <laughs> um it's, it was super exciting. I think it helped. Obviously, we were going through our uh, our training camp during basically that whole road trip, which was uh, which was really great for us because we talked about the Cavs, you know, so often and how we're replicating what they're doing, and then obviously seeing what they're doing on the court was just amazing. You know, I think uh, adding Evan and then Lowry, you know, in this off season as well as Ricky Rubio, has just made a lot of things easier for for our building blocks and for our, our foundations that we've been building around. And uh, I think you're seeing that. You know, guys are playing more confidently. And I just love the camaraderie. You know, they seem super together. Those road trips, you know, as you guys know, they build such great bonds off the court. 
that uh, you can then see that on the court. And I'll tell you, the best part for me was that it, the, the instant success, you know, the, with that relationships and with that trust. So I'm excited, excited for that game tomorrow night, uh, the home game. And then obviously as they get back on the road, really excited to keep, to keep up with them. You know, Dan, uh, the G League definition is in-game experience uh, yep. because uh, for not only for the players or even the young administrators who want to move on up, but also for a gentleman like you, who I think has great instincts to be a great coach in our league. And one of the things that, uh, that, that, that I think about when I think about you, you must be tremendously excited to develop your own systems and plans, of course, in relationship to the big team, but also making those key decisions that are going to help your development one day. Because I know your aspirations one day is to be a head coach. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, Jones. You know, I think that's, you know, I think that's uh, so exciting for me to, you know, day by day, you know, bring yep. and you and you know me pretty well. Bring that, bring that joy, bring that excitement to the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I'm doing it a little differently now with the with the uh, that, that 18 <laughs> inches different. <laughs> there you go. But, but I think uh, I think you know I, I, the authenticity piece is something I'm after, and it's something I'm trying to figure these guys out quickly. You know, and being that yes. authentic piece is, is the best way to do it. Um, this season's so long. You guys know it takes. It, it, you figure out who everyone is by the time this thing gets going. And I think that's where we're headed right now. I, I, I obviously am super excited to, to keep building these relationships and, and building this kind of, we keep calling it like a, the blueprint for the Cleveland charge as they move from Canton to Cleveland. And we're the only way it's going to work is if we do it together and we have what I call, uh, you know, the honesty, like the radical transparency, you know, day by day. Uh, that's where we're headed. Um, so it's been super exciting to get it off the ground, and uh, we can't wait to open up Saturday. Again, we're talking with Dan Giroux. He's the head coach of the Cleveland Charge. As Dan just said, they open up their season at the Wolstein Center on Saturday. And, Dan, you, you referenced the fact that the Charge come to Cleveland from Canton. For fans that didn't have an opportunity to get down to Canton and will now take in Charge basketball at the Wolstein Center, is there something unique or is there anything different about G League basketball? Yeah, I mean, I think that the, the unique part is that they're not, um, they're not always household names, but they're guys that you're going to know for the next five to ten years. I tell people all the time, go follow the G League on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, whatever's out there. Because the day after all these NBA games, you're looking, there's stars. There's, there's bona fide NBA stars that played in the G League. And they call, you know, they're G League alums, and they post their stats, and it's like their household names. So I think that's the that's the cool part of of our job, and then the unique part is you know there are some different rules and things like that which are which are which are good. You know the challenges were were put into effect in the G League way before we have reset plays. You know there's some different things to to keep the game moving. But I think the biggest thing is you're seeing some talented dudes that that turn down you know bigger more lucrative contracts overseas because they want this opportunity to be seen by NBA eyes all the time, and that's where I'm like. You know, I see these other rosters, and I'm like, wow. I mean, God, he's on that team. You know what I mean? He was a McDonald's All-American, and, and he played it so, you know, Kentucky and Duke. Right. And you just – you see them there, and you know the talent's there. You know, it's just a lot of situations, you know, aren't great for guys or they didn't take the super opportunity of that situation. And that's where, you know, I think that's the fun part is you get to see a lot, a lot of good players and great college stars that are really close to making the NBA and making that jump. And that's what we're here to do is help them make that jump. You know, Dan, when you talk about that jump, you and I both know that developing a routine, 
uh, those yeah. intangible parts of the game. And and you are always very good, not only with our older players, but especially with our young players. They listen to you. I think, personally, I think that's your strength. And if you don't have that intangible foundation, you know, yeah. then uh, you're not going to be able to play in this league. Do you agree? No, I mean, that's a great point. That, Joe, this is so funny you said that. I promise this wasn't scripted to all the listeners. I literally have a thing in practice where we call it the routine. <laughs> there you go. So, so, so we go through our foundation and an individual's foundation every day, you know, and for ours, okay. it's, it's transition defense. It's containing the basketball. It's making shots mm. and then it's individual development. So I think that's every day we do that. And it's called the routine for a reason. Cause I'm with, I'm with you for sure, Jim. Like that's, that is really what makes an end-of-bench guy stick when they make that jump to the NBA. When you get that call-up, we all know how excited you are and how you want to do everything at once. But it's like it's usually the guys that can do one thing or two things really great in that, mm. in that short situation that sticks around. Then you get to start to build trust, and you get to start to do a couple different things. But you got to be great at one thing. And my thing is your routines have to really be able – your foundations and routines – will make you great at that one thing, whatever it is that you step into that situation. That's awesome stuff. Dan Giroux, our guest. Now, Dan, before we let you go, I do have to tell our listeners that normally our guests on Cavs HQ sit in the Legends chair. I don't know if you're at Legends status yet, but you are in Philadelphia because I'm going to tell this quick story. Two years ago when we were traveling, I stopped in this little place in Philly to grab a bite to eat. I had a Cavs polo on, and this guy says, you know Coach Jerome? I said, yeah, it's my first year with the team, but I've met him a few times. He says, oh, he's a high school basketball legend in Philadelphia. So in Philly, you're yeah, a legend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that must have been my, my uncle so-and-so. You know what I'm saying? Philly, Philly, Philly's tight <laughs> <laughs> Got to make sure his paycheck comes in the mail this month. <laughs> hey, if you're a legend in Philly high school basketball, that's some great high school that's basketball right. that's in Philly. That's big time, babe. That's, that's big time. <laughs> I had uh, I had great coaching, and they, uh, they they loved having a tall guy walking around the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you have earned this shot, man. Congratulations to you. Jim and I saw how hard you worked on the staff. So yep, Every day. Yep. Every day. Best of luck with the charge. Uh, we're excited to have them in Cleveland, and uh, Jim and I will be down there to catch a few games at the Wolstein Center. Yes, we will. I Good luck, wait. Coach. Can't wait. Appreciate you guys so much. Thank you very much. Thanks, Dan. You're welcome. Dan Giroux, he's the head coach of the Cleveland Charge. And again, head down to the Wolstein Center. Saturday night, they open up their campaign at CSU. More to come on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Wow, what a fantastic show. Huge thanks goes out to Larry Nance Sr. and, of course, the head coach of the Cleveland Charge, Dan Giroux, for joining us. Some unbelievable highlights put together by the dynamic duo on the other side of the window. Huge thanks to Kurt McLaughlin, Marty Allen. Biggest thanks goes to you, the listeners. Hope you enjoyed it. I'll be back with you again tomorrow night. Yes, it'll feel good to be in the Joe Tate Perch. Cavs at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse when they take on the Portland Trailblazers. It'll tip off shortly after 7 o'clock, so the Huntington tip-off show will come your way at 6.30. So until then, Tim Elkhorn saying once again, thank you very much for listening to Cavs HQ, presented by Betway, 
on the Cavaliers Radio Network. And so long, everybody.